is a Woodside Church podcast. Good morning. Now, I've called my talk Knowing Me, Knowing You. And I can't say Knowing Me, Knowing You without a, a ha at the end. And actually, we're talking about Abba Father, so it kind of fits, doesn't it? Right, just get myself ready. Okay. I'm at that age where I have my glasses on sometimes and my glasses off sometimes, and I never quite know which one to do, so I think we'll take them off and see how I go. Um, Earlier on, I had uh, a picture. God often speaks to me in pictures um, of a sailing boat, Um, and actually, Steve, can you put this sailing boat up? Thank you. Uh, And and I just felt um, I've been in a sailing boat before where... It doesn't look like that. Uh, much smaller, and the sail um, hasn't caught the wind, and you're going all over the place, really, with no direction, um, and the wind hasn't filled the sails at all. And I just felt this morning, and I put myself in, in this, is that God's going to take some of us and um, just almost reposition us if we're the sailing boat, and he's going to fill our sails, and we're going to move forward uh, with him, which is quite a significant thing. So I really hope and pray that that actually happens for me and, and, and for you. I wanted to start by, by telling you a little bit about myself, because I'm aware that most of you probably think, well, who is this guy? Uh, I've been coming here for uh, about a year. So yeah, my name's Brian, Brian Leeson. Um, I'm married to the wonderful lady sitting over there, Joy. Uh, love you, Joy. And we've been married about 29 and a half years, so um, still, still going strong. I've got two children, uh, Ben and Rebecca. Uh, they're both in their 20s now, so we're in that period of they've left home. And it's kind of empty, getting used to kids not being at home and all of that. Um, I gave my life to Jesus in 1979, so yes, I am quite old, uh, so I was 13. Um, I'm a gardener, so if ever you need any gardening, come to me. Uh, I keep chickens. Uh, I have a, a wonderful cocker spaniel called Bluebell, a uh, little puppy. But it's a real privilege for me to stand up here. Um, and, and preach and get the opportunity just to speak something of God's word and his heart. And my prayer is that he really speaks to you through it. Um, I do feel a little bit like God set me up, I have to say. Um, the whole area has been quite difficult for me looking at the Father heart of God, which is some of what we're talking about today. Um, but I realise sometimes... The challenges of putting preparation into things like this is the very thing that we need uh, just, just to move us forward. And I can see how God's been speaking to me out of the preparation that I've done, which is amazing, isn't it? So I want to pray before we go any farther. Fa- further. Father, you are amazing. We've been seeing how amazing you are. And Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to to bring your word, but it is just words without you. And so would you come, Holy Spirit, would you come and and just anoint the words, make them real, living, active, 
Touch our hearts. Speak to us afresh. For your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this is part of the new summer series, preaching series. Debbie Tooth kicked us off last week. Uh, Did a great job. If you haven't heard that, please um, listen online. um, Because she, she she was superb. I told her not to be too good because it's quite difficult to follow, isn't it? When, um, but each week over the summer holidays, we're looking at a line from the Lord's Prayer. And the line we're looking at today is our Father in Heaven. So just four words. Some of you may be from very, very familiar with the Lord's Prayer. Uh, some of you may be not, and some of you may be somewhere in between. But it is my My desire that God speaks to every single one of us today, because I believe he wants to. God is doing a new thing here amongst us at Woodside. Um, He's taking us deeper. He's challenging us. Um, The worship was amazing this morning, wasn't it? Just so amazing. And just focusing on how great and mighty and wonderful God is. And, And so he's taking us deeper in lots of different ways. And so I guess this preach comes with that in mind. Um... We've heard in, in preaches over the last few weeks that God is calling us to pray passionately and corporately and that prayer is the fuel in our lives. And so it's great that we're now looking at the Lord's Prayer. We're going to just have a, a quick look at Matthew chapter 6. This is where it's being taken from. I think it'll be up on the overhead. Verse 6, Matthew chapter 6. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our father in heaven. And actually, we're going to stop right there. It's quite difficult to do that, isn't it? You just want to go on into the rest of the prayer. But actually, today, our Father is in heaven, is what we're looking at. And if we look at those four words, I would immediately want to go straight into looking at Father. Um, but I think there's some really important bits about our, which is, which is important. Jesus said about as going into a room on our own and coming before Father God. And so I'd have thought it would be my Father in heaven because it's my, it's more the personal thing. But I think there's something important about the word our. In Martin's preach a few weeks ago, he talked about individualism having a real stronghold. sort of the inward, inward focus on ourselves And so it really seems important that Jesus used the word our. It points to a bigger picture. So when we come before God in prayer, we come as part of the family of God. That's what we are, family here at Woodside. So even when we come to him on our own, we come as our. It's so good to be part of a family. It's such a privilege to be part of of Woodside, I, I have to say, and Thank you so much for welcoming me and making me feel so much at home over this last year. 
Sharing, caring, supporting, growing, serving the purposes of God. It's, it's fantastic. But God doesn't just stop with the family here at Woodside. Obviously, there's, there's the whole family in Bedford, family of Christians in this nation, and the nations. So when we come to God in prayer, we come as one of a family of believers from all around the globe. These are our brothers and sisters in Christ. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? Now, I realize you probably won't be able to see this, but it's a pebble. It's, it's a pebble from Brighton Beach. And if you've ever been to Brighton Beach, there's absolutely millions of them. Um, God once spoke to me very clearly about this pebble. Uh, he said that I was the pebble, uh, and in the context of a beach of millions of pebbles, no two pebbles are the same. They're all individual The pebbles on the beach signify all the saints that have gone before. And that I was one of them. It blew my mind, I must admit. Uh, Because I always think of myself as a lot less than than the people we find in in the Bible and and everything. And yet, God's saying, I'm the same. I'm one of the saints. Uh, And it's the same for, for you as well. But I thought it was a, a, a nice, nice illustration of our, um, yeah. So let's look at our Father in heaven. It's quite interesting that before we get into the prayer, <clears throat> excuse me, we, we get to come before Father first. I think it's so easy when we think about the Lord's Prayer that we fall into the confessing, the asking, all of that kind of stuff. And yet, actually, there's something really important about just coming to Father first. For Jesus, prayer is much more about relationship than it is about requests. I know when I, when I pray to God, it, it tends to be a, oh, I'm sorry, Lord, or, you know, regret or sin, or, oh, Lord, will you do this, and can you do this? Um, but actually, there's something really important about just connecting with Father first. I've got two quotes that I thought were really good. Prayer is about intimate connection with a holy, loving Father. And Jesus modeled this for us. The greatest priority of all is to know God as Father and call Him Father in authentic, relational prayer. Jesus doesn't say, Our friend in heaven. He doesn't say our king, our creator, even though these are all true. But he says our father. Because these two words will control everything about our relationship with him. So let me ask you a question. What is your prayer life like? Thankfully, you don't need to answer me. Um, Mine's not great, I have to say. Um, But do you come to God in that way of relating with him, connecting with him. If you do, praise God, hallelujah. Um, don't switch off, there's, there's more that he's got for you. Or maybe it's a bit like where I'm at at the moment, just coming because you know we're supposed to, um, and something really good about that. It's more of a ticking box exercise. You don't really connect much with him. It's, it's bizarre because 
I can come here and really connect with God in this kind of setting, and I can connect on a, a group setting, but as soon as I come to him on my own, it, it kind of goes out the window a bit, and I really struggle. Last few years, for me personally, have, have been very difficult. It's been a, a difficult few years um, and quite stressful. And I think I'm realizing that over a period of time, um, I've just kind of let my relationship with God just um, struggle. I haven't given him the time that I should have done. It's so easy to fall into focusing on serving him, and that's a great thing to do, on family, on work, on, on all the different things that life um, gives us. But actually, we're saved into relationship. And God wants relationship. And actually, for any relationship, you have to give time. And, and I guess for me, over a period of time, and sometimes these things can happen over a long period of time, I just kind of didn't invest in connecting with him in that way. But I, you know, there's no condemnation. So as I stand before you, I haven't got it all sorted, but God is working in me. Hallelujah. Um, and actually, just, just looking at all of this stuff, God's given me real fresh faith to start connecting with him again, which is absolutely wonderful. So what is this relating to God as Father supposed to look like? What comes to mind when I say to you the words Father? We tend to judge Father as God as Father in the way that our earthly fathers have related to us, how they fathered us. How our relationship with our dads has been. But who has, who's had a perfect father? None of us. When I think of how I fathered my, my kids, Ben and Rebecca, I can very easily think, oh, I should have done this and I didn't do that and I wasn't great at disciplining and um, should have given them more of my time. Sometimes it's really hard to be fully present in the moment when you're juggling so many different things. So this whole area of father and talking about God as father can become really hard. If we've had difficult experiences, particularly in our childhood. But everyone has a different story. Maybe you've never had a father around and have no idea of what the word father really means. Maybe your father was just absent in some other way or maybe something else. The trouble is these things can cause us to view God very differently. And we can hold God at a distance or be fearful of coming to him or stop us connecting with him. And we miss out on all that God has for us. So as I've been preparing... Um, as I say, it's done me the world of good. And there's a couple of things, I think real foundational stuff that I've been reminded that I wanted to tell you. One uh, is access. Jesus' death 
on the cross made a way for us to come freely, having complete access to God. Sometimes we think we can't, and actually we can. It was only through Jesus' blood. We didn't earn it. It was a complete work of his grace. It's not dependent on anything we have done or will do in the future. We have access to God. Which is amazing. Acceptance. Do you know that God accepts us all just as we are? He doesn't judge us. He doesn't say, well, you've not had a very good week this week. I'm not going to hear your prayers today. There's nothing we can do to make us more acceptable to God right now. I think that's amazing. I love that. There is nothing we can do to make us more acceptable to God. I almost feel, when I, when I read that out, I almost feel like a weight lifting off my, my shoulders, you know? Because the trouble is we do. We, we, we try, we strive, we try and do so many different things to try and make ourselves more acceptable. More acceptable to each other, more acceptable to God. And we don't have to. But also, I think it stops us from coming to Father God if we've had a bad week. We just really struggle. So, um, I, my wife and I, Joy and I, we were watching some of the world athletics. absolutely love athletics. We watched quite a lot over the last few weeks. And um, I, had a, I was reminded of a picture of the 110-metre hurdles. Now, I don't know whether if you've watched any of the, the hurdles, but a number of the big... Uh, names fell at the hurdles. They, they hit the barrier and they went down. And I just felt like some of these things that we're talking about today are a little bit like that. They're a little bit like the hurdles. That if we're not careful, it just takes us down <laughs> in the race that we're running. Galatians 4, 5-7 to says, Because you are his sons... God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you're no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. We are children of God. Knowing our identity, I think, is such a a, a massive thing for us to know who we are that we're adopted into God's family. So as I stand before you today, um, I'm a son, um, I'm an heir, I'm adopted into God's family, I am completely acceptable to God and have complete access to him. None of those things were dependent on me. Hallelujah. And the same is true for you. All of those things. It feels a bit big-headed to say those things, but it's not. It really is not. It's truth. It's truth about who we are as children of God. So when we pray, we come to a God that has given us access and come to him. To know his full acceptance that's not dependent 
on what kind of week we've had. Ephesians chapter 3 says, In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Now, I've got a, a really great quote that I want to just read out in his book, Growing in Prayer, by a guy called Mike Bickle. He's the International House of Prayer um, person. He leads that. And it's this, as we grow in our understanding of God's passion for us, it awakens passion in our hearts for him. Encountering the Father heart of God is foundational to growing in prayer. So how we view God determines how we approach him in prayer. If we view him as aloof or angry, we'll not want to pray much. When we see him as a passionate father who desires for us to come to him, then we will pray much more. I want to be passionate. I want to be more passionate for God. Do you? I want to be so passionate for God. And I don't want some of these past difficulties, experiences, to, to make me fall um, in that hurdle race, you know? Um, so what's your view of Father God like? As I say, it does cause me a few problems. On a personal level, I'm not really praying a huge amount. And my relationship with God feels quite distant. And I struggle to come to him a little bit when I'm on my own. And I know that a lot of that is linked to my childhood and, and stuff from there. So if our ability to come to God depends on our view of him, we need to get the right view. And the only way to do that is to go to God's word. So I found, um, Google's a great thing, isn't it? I found 21 attributes of our Father God. And so we're going to go through just a few of those. And in many respects, I'm not just talking about knowing this stuff in our head, even though that's great and good and right. There's something about knowing these things in here. And in fact, that's a work of the Holy Spirit. We can't always do that. But we can welcome the Holy Spirit and, and ask him to take that bit of a journey that we don't just know it in our head. It's not just knowledge, but it comes a reality and we live it out in our heart. So Holy Spirit, would you help us now as we look at amazing truth? Would you help us to connect? Would you help us to just live our lives in line with your amazing truth? Amen. So here we are. Father God is compassionate. Psalm 103, 8. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to end slow to anger, abounding in love. Father God is far more about love than he is anger. Father God is giving. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. The ultimate act of love from a father shows how much he loves us. Father God is faithful. 
Lamentations. The Lord's loving kindness never cease, for his compassions never fail. They're new every morning. Father God is merciful. Father God is strong. Father God is forgiving. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness. He's not judgmental. He doesn't condemn us. He can't. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Father God is good. Father God is righteous. Father God is kind. Father God is caring. I mean, I could just go on and on and on and on, I guess. Father God. Oh, so under the wand of caring, I've got Matthew 6. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap away or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Sometimes it's quite hard to feel that God cares. When I started coming here, God spoke to me in, in the worship time and gave me a picture, another picture, um, of a train that had come off its tracks. And he said, quite clearly, I'm getting you back on track. Because I was in a bad place. And I thought that was amazing. That it's not something I've got to do. Yeah, I came here. That was about the best I could do. But he said, I'm getting you back on track. It showed me his level of care and commitment to me um, as, as his child of God, which is, which is outstanding. Father God is our shepherd. Psalm 23, one of my favorites. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Now, I could go on, but actually that in itself, I often just think about that. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That's just amazing. If you think that through, let it go deep. All this striving that we do, just don't need to do it can let it all go. Father God is ever present. Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble. He'll never leave us. He's always by our side, committed to us. Father God is our refuge and fortress, our protector. He's gracious. He's our healer. He's powerful. He's the one who saves. He delights in us. Zephaniah 3. He will take great delight in you. In his love. He'll no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. Sometimes it's quite hard to connect with these words, isn't it? How do I connect with he rejoices over me? So one of the things I did was just to think about my own, my own kids my own children and how much I love them. And it's not dependent on what kind of week they've had or whether they've been good or, or, or not. I mean, they're in their 20s now, so it's slightly different. But I love them because I love them because I love them. And that's what it is, isn't it, with, with our children? Um, 
And I think it, it's only a fraction of what God feels for us. It's only a, a small fraction of what I feel for my kids. It's God's love for us is absolutely massive. So Father God is our helper. He says, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So much good, isn't there? Wouldn't it be great if we, if we sort of looked at this stuff every day? I think I would have a different day if I, if I, if I really connected with some of this stuff every day. He's loving. 1 John 3, see what great love the Father has lavished on us. It's not just a little bit, lavished is the word, that we should be called children of God. That's what we are. Why bring us into a relationship with him? It's all about love. Because he loves us. Last couple of weeks, we've sung such an amazing song uh, in the worship. Such love, such love, such love is this for me. This is Jesus in his glory, king of heaven, dying for me. It is finished. He has done it. Death is beaten. Heaven beckons me. Such love, such love, such love is this for me. And it's personal. Hebrews 4 says that the word of God is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. So as we think about these amazing truths, they have to change, they have to change how we view God. Sometimes we don't view God in the right way. Which, as I said, can hinder our ability to connect with him. If what you believe about God isn't in line with the truth, with scripture, then it's effectively a lie. If what you believe about God isn't in line with the truth, then it's ultimately a lie and become and can become a stronghold that we struggle to break out of bit like that fence you were talking about earlier. Sometimes we need the, the help of the Holy Spirit to show us these lies and strongholds. So he showed me that I believe that God was distant and uninterested with me. It's just what I thought. Um, I constantly forget that he wants to spend time with me um, because he loves me. And it robbed me of my ability just to come and connect with him and enjoy my relationship with him. Because I, I kind of, doesn't occur to me to think that he wants to have relationship with me. Um, but it doesn't have to stay that way. And that's the amazing thing. That doesn't measure up to his truth. And so it is a lie that I have believed for a very long time. And it stops me. I do have a relationship with him. Yes, I do. But I struggle to know how passionate God is about me. So now I have a choice. I can live my life letting that stronghold keep me from enjoying a loving relationship with Father. Or I can start to bring that stronghold before God. I guess repent of living under it. Dismantle it and start living by the truth. Because the truth is, 
my Father God is intimate and involved. I, um, wish we, I used to be involved in helping with Freedom in Christ course, and there's a bit in there all about the Father God. Um, and there's a number of things, lies that we can believe, and then truths to replace them with. Uh, um, I can, you can believe that God is insensitive and uncaring, but the truth is he's kind and compassionate. You might believe he's stern and demanding, but the truth is he's accepting and filled with joy and love. You might believe that he's condemning or unforgiving, but the truth is, so I'm struggling to read this, tender-hearted and forgiving. His heart and arms are always open to me. You might believe he's a nitpicking or a demanding perfectionist because your dad was like that. But the truth is, he's committed to my growth and proud of me as his growing child. These are, these are amazing things. I think the other thing that's worth saying is that we have an enemy who wants to keep us held captive like a bird in a cage, unable to be free. And yet Jesus died for our freedom. It's like that sailing boat with the wind in the sails. That freedom has to touch every part of us, our mind, our emotions, our heart. And sometimes it takes time. That's why we're part of a family to work this stuff out together. For some of us, it may feel really scary, but that's okay. So as we draw to a close, just think how we might respond to this. Are we going to be men and women of God that live by the truth? Or are we going to let our past experiences dictate our view of God and ourselves and become that stumbling block, that hurdle for us? So let's, let's be a people that take time to come before God in prayer, knowing we have complete access to him and that he accepts us just as we are. Let's know and be reminded that he is the most amazing father who sings over us in delight. Let's choose to believe the amazing truths about our heavenly father and let him take us deeper in our relationship with him. You may want to ask, Lord, are there any lies that I'm believing about you? Maybe this is a real difficult area for you. I'd encourage you just to share with, with someone, a trusted friend, who can just support you on this journey. Maybe you've just let life take over and you've just stopped spending time with him. There's opportunity to change that. I know that I need to change so that he's priority in, in my life. 
And that has to work out in every day, doesn't it? And what time we spend with him and all of that. I love plants. I love gardens. If you don't tend and look after plants, they tend to die and they don't do very well. I think relationships are a bit like that, aren't they? You know, we need to tend them. We need to look after them. We need to let them grow. So we're, we're, we're about done, really, this morning. Um, I'd like to pray just, just to finish this off. So would you, would you stand, um, please? Father, I'm just in awe of you. Lord, even just hearing all those truths again about how amazing you are, they're, they're true. And you are, you are amazing. And we submit ourselves to you afresh. <laughs> Lord, we thank you that you want intimate relationship with us. You want to take us deeper. You want more. And so we, we respond to you and we say, yes. Yes, Lord. Come and help us. Come and touch us afresh. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, we don't have to do it all on our own. But we just need to be open and say, help, help me, God. Help me, God. Help me in my relationship with you. Help me. And as we've heard already this morning, he says, I'm with you. I'm committed to you. So, Lord, we, we, we thank you. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.